السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته أهلا وسهلا مرحبا بكم Welcome everyone to Behind the Scenes Wednesday night with Mufti Abdurrahman and myself, Abdullah Wahid and we are truly blessed and honored that people from all across the country, all across the world are tuning in to learn the the Quran and what's happening behind the scenes and that's what we're trying to cover so Mufti Abdurrahman is here sitting at Miftah headquarters I'm coming to you live from the beautiful city of Flint, Michigan. And um, I hope everyone is well. Families are well. And uh, they're staying quarantined, staying safe, inshallah. And uh, tonight, inshallah, we, we've covered multiple surahs in the past. Surah Alaq, Iqra. We've covered Muzammil, Mudathir. And now we're going to discover and expose another inspiring, very vital surah that was revealed early to the Prophet And why are these surahs very important? Because remember, when the Prophet is receiving revelation, he's he's not a general yet. He's still in early stages. He's dealing with the opposition, the, the opposing people in Mecca. And these surahs are heavy surahs that came down in the most difficult time of denial of the Prophet's message. Very few people were actually convinced that he was a prophet and now he's getting slandered he's being the character assassin assassination upon him we, we, we we've covered that he was called sahir and kahin you know a magician and a sorcerer we're gonna hear something else today you know and that these are things that anyone that is pious anyone that's righteous is going to go through in life we're also going to learn the 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 standard of character that is going to be demonstrated tonight from the Prophet's life and his seerah. And this is the Qur'an speaking to us. So we're going to have a great time tonight. And I hope everyone is enjoying it so far. I've seen some people joining us from South Africa, Cape Town. I know it's winter there. And I think it's early morning there. Is it, is it daytime there? And uh, people from uh, Kenton are here. Welcome, brothers and sisters from Kenton. We have Toronto, 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 Toronto. <laughs> I don't know how they say it. I don't know, Toronto. You know, people say it different. So they're here. And uh, wherever you're from, brothers and sisters, please type your city, your country. And so we know that there's some uh, light that's being reflected to your town and your village and your community. Welcome, Mufti Abdul Rahman. What's going on? You're doing good, Bajan. Thank you for introducing everyone, introducing our. Um, Behind the scenes series, man, we've been, uh, I've been, it's been too long, one whole week. I know, I know, you know, I, I, I don't see you enough, and we were so used to, I'm telling you, we were spoiled seeing you every, every single night in Ramadan, and then sometimes the last 10 nights we got to see each other. I got spoiled seeing you so much, and honestly, I was so fortunate. Now we're seeing each other once a week, you know, and then you tantalize me with your iqbaliyat ash'ar, you know. The poetry of Allama Iqbal. Why do you have to pick those facial expressions for? You know, whenever I say Iqbal's name, there's something happens to me. You know, <laughs> I just, you know, but I don't even, say, I, I, I don't, I, under, I only understand some of the poems because Persian I don't understand. You know, Urdu, you know, me, I'm, I'm the white Desi American. You know, so Ingres, Ingres, Ingres Kavacha. You know, so I understand some of it, but I, I love the Iqbal poems that you say. Inshallah, have hopefully we have something 
to say today. I don't have anything in my mind, but if it comes up, we'll say something, inshallah. So we have people from uh, Bloomfield Hills, Michigan. We have Windsor, Orlando, Florida. That's that's amazing. People in Orlando finally have some guidance because Disney's closed down. <laughs> but <laughs> I know the people in Orlando are beautiful people, and I love coming to Orlando. Whenever I visit Orlando, beautiful Muslim community. Rochester, Pakistan, Zindabad. We have people from Pakistan here in Mufti Sahib. So we have a lot of people from all across uh, the world. Mount Pleasant, so, Michigan. I mean, we didn't, you know, we're from Michigan, but we don't know anyone. From, we have to see. One of these days, we're going to meet uh, the Mount Pleasant, Muslim, uh, Michigan community, inshallah. Mm. So someone just said that Disney just opened up. You know, it's opened up for basketball players like me. You know, we're coming there. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I know Disney has opened up, and they have these wait lists for one wait listed one month, Mufti Sab. Tickets are sold for the next month. How do you know all this? De- all these details? Because me and Mickey, you know, Mickey, <laughs> Chua, Chua. Me and the Chua go back. I have always have Chuas, you know, you know, Chua. Me and the Chua go back, go back, back in the days. I used to chase the Chua with my chappal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mick. Okay. And they're asking us if we're brothers. Yes, we are brothers. Um, so that that tells us we have some new audience. So. Yes, mm-hmm. we are. We are brother. He's my older brother. No, oh no, no, no. You shouldn't have told him. I shouldn't have told him. If we could ask them, they can guess. No, but no, you no. told them already. No, you're Baijan. Yeah. Baijan means older, respected older brother. You know, you know, um, you know what happened when someone asked Abbas, um, who's older, you or the Prophet? You know, Abbas was born three years uh before Amil Feed, which makes him three years older than the Prophet. Uh and someone asked him, Who's older? He said, Ana asannu minhu wa huwa akbaru minni. He said, by age, I'm older, but he is he is more senior. He's an elder. So I, I say the same thing about you, Mufti Abdul Rahman. You know, by age, I got some I got some game on you, you know. But um, by mashallah, knowledge and wisdom-wise, you do have the turf on your side. No, no, no. We got, got all, it's all inspiration from you, Bajan. Let's go. Bismillah, Mufti Sahib. What's going on? Alhamdulillah, we've been in the in behind the scenes theme for everyone who's listening and watching and staying um, staying up to date with what we're doing is that we go behind the scenes of surahs. We just give you a, a background of the the verses. And we usually, when we when we do this, we tie into the seerah, we tie into tafsir, and we tie into the reasons of revelation. And we're doing this in the order of revelation. Now, we spoke about surah alaq, surah muddathir, surah muzammil. And now today we have the fourth surah that we want to discuss with the audience and you know discuss with each other inshallah and this surah of course now what happens as we're going to continue in this journey inshallah for as long as we can as long as we have you know the energy and we can continue to inspire um we will start noticing that it's not surahs don't come down together there are only very few surahs that came down at you know at once the entire surah but rather there are verses within surahs that came down at once and sometimes many years later the other verses from that surah came down so today we're going to focus on some the the first few verses of Surah Qalam, and I mean we're gonna we're gonna attempt to uh, get to a section of Surah Surah Qalam that I'm not sure if we can, but we will try to get to the ayah Inna Balauna Hum Kama Balauna Ashab Al Jannah, which is verse number uh, sixteen up till there. Now, wow, we, that's a lot, there, a lot of verses. a lot of a lot of short verses. They're short verses, and Makki surahs have a very rhythmic theme to it. So it's you know, inshallah, if you understand it. Next time you hear it, you you know it'll be it'll give you a, it'll, it'll give you a different feeling, right? Once you understand what's going on in the surah, so that's the surah we're going to be doing today. It's called Surah Qalam, and some also refer to it as a Surah Noon because it starts with the letter Noon. 
So this is the surah. Now, what's going on? What's going on behind the scenes right now? Just you know, Bajan, what's going on at that time in, in Mecca? So we have the first. You see, early on in the Prophet's Sallallahu um, Nabuwa, the first three years you can say Now I'm just going to put years down So people understand So there was 13 years in Mecca right? Mm-hmm. So the first three years Of Nabuwa There was less of physical Abuse There was more mental and emotional abuse You know before they get to the physical side There was more of calling names You know um, just make uh, Slandering uh, you could say character assassination. This is what was going on. Now we heard this in, uh, but we heard some of it uh, in Surah um, Alaq. We heard about it in Mudathir. We heard about it in Muzammil. Now the first slogan, the first slogan that the Prophet was referred to as was not Sahir or Kahin, right? That was not the first one he was. People called him. That slogan's mentioned in Surah Qalam. So there was this in in the look. You know when something goes viral, people are confused. Mm-hmm. When TikTok came out, what happened to you, Bajan? TikTok? Yeah. I started eating more TikTok. <laughs> wait, wait, you're corny, man. You're corny. Okay. So when so when something goes viral, you know, what's going on? People in Mecca are like, what's going on here? This man was a great person. All of a sudden, you know, now there's our families are getting disunited. There's all this, you know, there's there's uh, there's uh, there's uh, words that are being spoken, there's children that are, are being leaving their homes. There's some secret stuff going on. They don't know what's going on right now. It's just like they just know something is going on. And yep. they're trying to get there's to the movement. There's movement. There's movement. They're trying to get to the bottom of it. So they do a couple of things. In Surah Qalam, there's only a couple of things mentioned, and we only have a short um, period of time with all of us. The first thing that's mentioned is about the character assassination. And the second thing that's mentioned is these people behind the scenes, what was happening was they were trying to negotiate terms with the Prophet. There's a lot of negotiation, compromise, okay? This happens with us all the time. Today, we're not going to have Abu Jahl, Abu Lahab, Utbah, and Shayba negotiating with us. But the people and the systems of Batil will continue to negotiate and make us compromise, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, hide your identity. It's okay. You want to be a Muslim, it's fine. But you don't have to wear it on your sleeve, right? These type of things are happening till this day. So what does Allah say about this? And this is what was going on in those three years in Mecca right now, behind the scenes. There was a bunch of negotiations going on. Let's make him do this. Let's let's present this to him. And you know, let's call him this. Let's see if this if let's see if we can change and rattle this person. And this is what happens to a believer. A believer who wants to be, you know, the reverts that happens with them, people who are accepted Islam a long time, people who are born as Muslims, this is what goes on mentally in our lives, right? There's systems that are out there that'll put us down. Okay, if you have a beard, this is gonna if you wear a hijab, if you go out if you show your identity. I remember uh, you know traveling from um, Dallas, Texas to Michigan, and I was praying salah in the airport in a corner. Of course, I was not saying th- you know adhan out loud and you know making it known that I was there. I'm not going to make a scene there, but I was just praying salah in the corner. And an uncle and auntie came to me, and uncle says to me, "Berta, you know it's because of people like you that Muslims are getting a bad name in this country. Why don't you go pray when you go home? Right? Don't have to show everyone you're Muslim. You don't have to wear your Islam on your sleeve. Go home and do it. You know, you, Allah is going to forgive you if you pray. If you pray, you know, asr at nighttime, Allah, Allah knows you're traveling. Now this type of compromise like how do you get to a point where you know you don't want to you want you want to you know the, you, you you fall prey of that negotiation terms not done by individuals but now it's done by systems mm-hmm. by the society right so this is what was going on behind the scenes and then Allah reveals this surah so yeah. let's go let's let, let's go um why don't you read the first few verses but then um if you can read till ayah number at least if you can read till ayah number uh, nine uh, ayah number nine is good 
you know, I think the audience was going to have me on to read the whole entire suda. Once they hear the voice coming out. <laughs> so you want me to read to eye number nine? If you can, uh, if you want to, why don't you read to eye number 16? It's even No, better. no, no, I'm just nine, ten. We want to love you. We would love you hearing your voice again. No, just do a little bit. Okay, go ahead. Bismillahirrahmanirrahim. Noon. وَالْقَلَمِ وَمَا يَسْطُرُونَ مَا أَنْتَ بِنِعْمَةِ رَبِّكَ بِمَجْنُونَ وَإِنَّ لَكَ لَأَجْرًا غَيْرَ مَمْنُونَ وَإِنَّكَ لَعَلَى أَخُلُقٍ عَظِيمٍ فَسَتُبْصِرُ وَيُبْصِرُونَ بِأَيِّكُمُ الْمَفْتُونَ إِنَّ رَبَّكَ هُوَ أَعْلَمُ بِمَنْ ضَلَّ عَنْ سَبِيلِهِ وَهُوَ أَعْلَمُ بِالْمُهْتَدِينَ فَلَا تُطِعِ الْمُكَذِّبِينَ وَدُّوا لَوْ تُدْهِنُ فَيُدْهِنُونَ صدق الله العظيم ما شاء الله جزاك الله خير Beautiful وجن وياكم uh, you know just I love this surah Mufti Abdul Rahman it's a very beautiful surah very soothing surah. You know? Very soothing, very soothing. Yeah, it's, so, you, did you tell them you want to tell them about the negotiations? You can tell them later. It's in, a, in verse number uh, verse number nine. Okay, so you're gonna so, wait till number nine. Yeah, so the beginning starts with this the character assassination, right? So let's start with the first verse. Okay, but, but you want to start or should I start? I think the verse the first word in the surah, yeah. it's up for debate. You know, it's beautiful. This would be the first. Revelation that comes down that people don't know what the first word means. Think about it, right? Yeah. We know what it means. We have an idea. Now comes the surah. Noon. What's going on here? No one knows what it means. So Arabs, you know, people don't. We know. You ever hear? You ever sitting in a speech or a lecture, and there's a word that's used you don't know what it means, and you're a smart person. It happens to me all the time. I'm sitting in front of your gathering. You have those that. that the source of over there. You, you you listen to those um, expanded words that I use in my articulation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, I do, I do. You know, it gets me every time. You know, so you gotta have dictionary all around. You gotta have a dictionary with you all the time. Just yeah, ask yeah. Siri. Siri will tell you. She both go but that Siri go both but that. You know, you know. Um. So, and so you hear a word like, what's that word? And you read when you're reading, you come across the word. You read a lot of English, Arabic read, uh, literature, Arabic in Urdu literature. You read a word like, "What's that word?" So, for interest in people who are intel intelligent, intellectual people, they get very, they get this. It, it triggers their, their, their mind like, "What's going on here?" And then the purpose of these words are to let people know that there's certain things that you don't know. You know, it's it's the concept of arrogance that it's. I, I feel like some of it's the concept of knowing. The absence of knowledge, the uh, knowing what we don't know, we want to fill that gap in. But sometimes there's certain things we we will never know, and we have to humble ourselves in front of those things, you know. And um, that's what happens where Allah says, illa Doesn't matter how much we know, we know little. So noon is one of those words that only Allah knows what they mean. Yes, scholars have come out saying uh, it means. The help of Allah. It means, you know, the help of God. It could mean noon. There's some certain letters in Arabic that are soothing. 
And noon is one of those words that give you psychological comfort from a from a psychological perspective. I don't go all psychological on you, you know. So there's some of some of these words in English and Urdu, and in Arabic also. When you read those words, those when you hum these lyrics, it's soothing. They're soft words. Noon, and I talked about this meme, lamb. Um, noon is one of those soothing words coming in a very difficult time. And now, Muftisab, it's a, a oath, qasam, wal qalam, wal qalam. Allah is singing oath by the pen. Not only what the pen and what the pen is writing. So two things, two two oaths at the same time. So what uh, oath with the pen and what the pen is writing. Yeah. So this pen is no joke. <laughs> what is this pen? Why is Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala taking an oath with a pen? You know, and you can tell us, Mufti Sab, tell us a little bit of significance about the pen. Do you have anything in mind? You can so, you, you're a teacher, so you love the pen. So there's a few things that 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 uh, Mufassirin mentioned. What like the, so we know what what pen is being referred to over here, mm. and what writing is being referred to over here, right? Yep. And um, usually, usually when you have they like this, you know, this pronoun they, it, there's always the 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 one that's being referred to that comes first, and then they comes. Like so, you can say the children came home, they went to sleep, right? Yeah. But over here, it's they right away. So that there's no like what which which they are they talking about noon wal qalam wama yasturun and what they write. So mm. what's what, what what you know who's this they that's being spoken about here? So Allah left this as a subject to interpretation. Okay, okay. and it could mean it could mean multiple things. Number one, of course, it could mean which, and we're not going to talk about all of them. One is, I take oath in the pen and the writing of the angels as they're writing your good and bad deeds. Because th that's a fact that it's happening, right? Okay, so it's happening right now. It's happening, right? That's a fact. And so, it's being written, right? What, what we're doing, what we're saying. So that's one. The second one is, of course, the pen, the first thing that Allah created was the pen, right? Ooh, then, you got to tell them that. No. Yeah. The first thing that was created was the pen. Yeah, Allah said to the pen, write. The pen says to Allah, Mada aktub? What should I write? Allah said, Uktub maqadir al hatta tuquma sa'a. Write down every single thing that's going to happen till the day of judgment. Now that brings up a lot of discussions, right? The qalam is where our destiny, our fate, our belief is that everything has been predestined. So qalam is a very big deal. It's like basically Allah is swearing. By every single thing that is going to happen, that has happened. That's exactly. a big one. Like, so imagine Allah says, فَلَا أُقْسِمُ بِمَا تُبُصِرُونَ وَمَا لَا تُبُصِرُونَ Allah takes oath by what you see and what you don't see. Right? بِرَبِّ الْمَشَارِقِ وَالْمَغَارِبِ Everything is encompassed in this one ayah. Allah is taking an oath by humans, by jinns, by structures, by atoms, by protons, by planets, by galaxies, every single thing the pen wrote, Allah takes oath by. It's a huge oath. Yep. You think about it? Yeah. So you have the so that's the second interpretation of it that you know one was angels writing, one is that second is whatever has been written already and everything that comes in it, right? One interesting thing within is what's written in Tafsir is a beautiful, like uh, you know, an explanation as well is like that they're calling up the, the next ayah talks about how the non-Muslims, the, the people of Mecca, were calling the Prophet Majnoon. 
And yeah. Allah is saying, you know, because yasturun is a mudari' uh, verb, right? So mudari' means Present something that's happening now and in the future. Mm-hmm. So Allah is saying, what is going to be written about this man that you're calling crazy? You know, the future will set the record straight. Ooh, I never looked at it that way. That's good. You know, like, okay, all those from this Quran and from this prophet, millions and millions of books will be written. Millions and millions of poems will be spoken and uh, memorized and you know, written. Millions of, you know, passages. And you know, right? Like, everyone's going to try to write praises about the Prophet and and they're attempting to do it. But then what's the poet saying? He's saying, look, I have not elevated the Prophet's praise by uh, writing in his praise, but my words and my, my, my content has been elevated by adding the Prophet's name in it. Right, so like that is another uh, way of looking at it. Allah is saying, "Well, my student, just you know, they might be calling you crazy, but you know what's gonna, what's what's we'll see what happens in the future." Because later on, Allah says, "Fasatu busiru wa yubusirun." So it I connects, see. right? You connect. Like they will see, for you will see, and they will see what's gonna happen. Sa. It's gonna happen, right? So that's another element of this Umayyasturun, uh, and I think we we'll leave it at that. Those. Oh, I have so much. I want to talk about so much about the qalam. I just want to tell the audience that we need to respect any instrument that we take knowledge from. Yeah. Even the pen. Scholars had always revered the pen. Today, we find stationery on the you know at the hallways of schools, all across you know the home. Pens are the 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 you know pen is stronger than the sword, you know the ink of a scholar is heavier than the blood of a martyr. You know the 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 ink of a scholar will be weighed, and the blood of a martyr will be weighed on the judgment. The ink of a scholar, a student of knowledge, will be heavier than the blood of a martyr. Now we all talk about martyr, shaheed, shuhada. So we need to understand the value of the pen. At the same time, we also understand that everything is written, so there's nothing to cry over, right, Mufti Sab? Things are written. It's what's meant to happen is going to happen. What's you don't cry over who you married. You married them now. You know. You know. <laughs> oh, some, that's why you have to give that example for you know, but people like you know. I could have married that other proposal that came. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, you couldn't, you know You know, whatever has been set Has been set And I'm not saying there's no way out of a difficulty There is But to believe in it and be pleased with it Is part of our faith yeah. You know, it, it helps us psychologically If we believe in Qadr Like, okay, this was, someone died It was, you know, we can go back and blame the doctors Blame you, blame me, blame the weather Blame the, the car Blame the, you know, the police officer The paramedics But you know Death came and the person has left this world. So Qadr really helps out dealing with so much of our pain if we believe in Allah that everything good and bad has been already predestined. That's perfect. All. That's amazing. So you have Noon Wal Qalam wa Mayasturun. We haven't even started the next verse yet. Next, go ahead, Mufti Sab. And then go ahead, but you say the verse. Ma anta bi ni'mati rabbika bi majnoon. And you know, O Prophet of Allah, you through the ni'mah, through the mercy of Allah, through the bounty of Allah, are not majnoon. Oh my goodness. Means, right? You are not majnoon. Now think about that for a second, Majnoon. Like majnoon has two meanings, right? Like like and, the, and there's another thing I love, I love um I love how um Sheikh Muhammad Masbari when he spoke about 
loving the Prophet and identifying him in this in the series which was the top ten series. And he spoke about the love for the Prophet. Anyone wants to watch it could go watch it. It's on YouTube. And he spoke about the aspect of the Prophet being a human. And because of that, you had love for him. Like, because he felt the same emotions, you know. So now this ayah, these first few few verses are coming down to comfort the Prophet, right? Because people imagine he's being called crazy, 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 right? Um, and, and like so now it, it you you can call that's why teachers are told and parents are told not to call their you know kids with negative titles. Okay, you're crazy. That kid's better than you. What did you do? You know, and you say like you know dumb, beokuf, you know majnoon, you know all these different words you use. With nakama, your, nakama. Like all these different titles, and it's the opposite in Islam to give. And so what happens? It can have a psychological effect, everlasting effect on these people for the rest of their life. And the Prophet is a human being, and he's he people. He's hearing that people are calling him crazy all of a sudden. And majnoon doesn't just mean crazy; it also means a person who's, uh, you know, has a jinn attack, right? Mm-hmm. From jinn, right? He's like he's 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 being influenced by jinnat, like, you know. Mm-hmm. And they get in the magme khushki hogi, like you know that there's some there's some dryness in this person's head. So imagine he's being told this, and he's being comforted directly by Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, saying, "No, no, no, no! Through the mercy of your Lord, you're good." Yeah, anybody that knows anything about psych, right, and has gone to the psychiatric ward and any knows mental health, a lot of times we have people that we have no diagnosis for. Like, what happened? Just saying random things, you know. And when they start saying random, th- people start saying random things, and they have no answer to it. They're like, "Oh man, he's possessed." That's what they're saying to the Prophet Basically, they're calling him crazy. He should be sent to a mental institute. If he was in walking in our country and then speaking to our people, like who is this guy calling you to one God and telling us to believe in the next life? And he's saying poetry, like, who is he? And with this up, one of the most insulting things to say to somebody is to call them insane. Few times people call people insane. One is because they're they have some mental disorder. May Allah give them shifa. And mental health is real. And you can have a mental health issue even if you're pious, even if you're a good Muslim. Mm. So many people who pray salah fast, they go through so many challenges in life, and it becomes a medical diagnosis. It's a medical issue, just like there is other medical you know problems, and people have other challenges. And may Allah give shifa. People don't focus on that, but that is. Something that we need to concern and talk about. But you know, but the thing is, when you call your mom crazy, people call them mom, you're crazy. When you when do you call people crazy sometimes? One is that when they're actually lost their mind, you know, because of mental health and they're gone insane. Second is when you do not understand what they're saying, you know, and you you try to belittle them. And like you belittle them. Right there, you call them crazy. You know, like, oh, this this guy is just like he's speaking too much, like speaking out of like, you know, when like Jim Carrey, you know, he started speaking all like philosophical. He's a he's a he's a he's a comedian. He's a he's a he's a he's a comedy actor. All of a sudden he started talking about like cosmos and reincarnation and one you're living in this space and this place and there's no and other you have space. this really amazing way of changing the way you speak, like on the fly, like you were just honestly. Like, you know, they do this, like, now this guy's speaking all, like, he's probably read some book on some life purpose and philosoph- philosophical life, pur- purpose of life. People are like, man, he's gone guy crazy. He's gone mad. He's just saying crazy things. We hear that about Elon Musk, this guy, you know, 
who was talking about X space X and all these crazy ideas. Like we're going to go to, we're going to take human civilians out of space and do all these things. You're like, no way this guy's mad. I'm sure, you know, Michael Jordan, he's probably said things like, no way this is not possible. Someone said there's going to be, there's going to be a phone. There's going to be a smartphone. It's going to talk to you. It's going to navigate you. Everything is going to be there 20 years ago. You guys are like, no way this is possible. So sometimes when someone speaks out of their level, they call them crazy. Not because he's crazy. It's just the crowd doesn't have the intellect to comprehend the mentality and the ideology and the capacity of this person. He's yeah. not crazy. It's just people don't have it. And that's where I say the Prophet was just smart and very clever. He was ahead of the game. The other thing, Mufti Sahib, is that when you want to diffuse any form of ignorance in your life, you just say, you know, this guy's crazy. Like, like, like you to defend yourself, you call them crazy. Like, I don't want to believe in him, so he's crazy. You know, like someone is fighting with you, you don't want to argue back. What do people say? Like, so what people start doing when someone calls the Prophet crazy, nobody wants to listen to him anymore. He's saying great things, great message. And they're calling the prophet crazy. So this word is so powerful. It's insulting to cause someone to belittle. I think this is one of the most insulting things they call the prophet ﷺ. To call a sane, smart, intelligent person. I know, Qadi Iyaz says, if all the intellect of the world was put together, they will not come, compared to the prophet's intellect, would not be even equal to a mustard seed. That's how smart the prophet ﷺ was. And they're calling this unbelievable person mad how insulting is that i mean if someone called my dad crazy i would be insulted my mother crazy i would be insulted <clears throat> what the children of the prophet are going through that their fathers being called crazy you know so this is this is this is very insulting in all aspects and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is comforting him and what happens with this the next ayah is going to tell us this when someone is crazy how is their character when someone is crazy their character is usually alim like so, so like it doesn't they don't when someone is mad, right? Yeah, they don't demonstrate the best character. Yeah, of course. They they re usually react negatively. When someone's driving, someone driving um like 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 a crazy like person me, on the highway. Like me, like me. No, you you're a good driver, mashallah. But someone driving mad on the highway, what do we call crazy driver? Yeah. Someone is on the park doing some saying radical racist things, right? He's Islamophobic statements. He's a crazy man, just like you know. Probably didn't take his meds or something, you know. So, like, just leave him alone. Imagine when we associate a deficiency in mental health, it also links to their character, and that also speaks the more mentally you are stable, the more character you have. Let's go into that. Come on, let's go ahead. So, so basically, now one of the things you highlighted was the reason it was an easy way out just call him crazy, call him insane, something yeah. happened to him, so that we don't have to listen to him. Anyone who comes in. You know, even, you know, usually crazy people will like, if someone has a crazy business idea, you know, they'll say, man, he's a great business idea, but this is beyond me right now. You know, it, it doesn't make sense to everybody. The prophet speaking, so some speaking about something, it doesn't make sense to people, right? But, mm -hmm. it, but at this point, what's the most important thing, which parents don't do with kids, what educators like you and I sometimes don't do with our students, is maybe this the student has a great idea. And we say, you know what? This is not don't don't worry about it. don't try to don't try and we we crush people's ambitions and Allah is telling us to perf the divine way if is he's supporting the Prophet letting him know you're not crazy by saying that one day Islam is spread all over the world mm -hmm. you're not you're not insane by saying these things you're not insane by saying that there's only one ilah 
you're not insane. You're not insane by saying this was the Amillah Ibrahim Salam. So that's what he's doing. He's comforting him and giving him, um, and he's giving him strength. And and he's giving him, and at this point, he's giving him strength. At this point, that's saying, no, you know, you're not crazy. Everything is fine. And this is to the mercy of your Lord. And then what's the next ayah, Bajan? Go ahead. Now Allah says, and for you, there is in a reward that will never end. Mm. Right? It's a never-ending reward. So a perpetual reward. So what and this tells us what is this reward for? And the Mufassirin said this reward was, you know, when a lot of times you when you want to encourage someone to do something, you tell them the reward, the benefits of it. Look, get done this, this is what's gonna happen. You'll you just get done your um, you know, step one, you'll be chilling the rest of your life. Or you know, there's we have someone from Toledo over here, just get done your MCAT and you'll be okay for the rest of your life, okay? You get married, you get married. <laughs> so like okay, so like just get done this. Allah, Allah is giving him the promise by the work the through the message that you're conveying, through your effort, through your sacrifice, through the hardships that you're going through. You will be rewarded in such a manner that even after you pass away, the reward will continue onwards. So this is the same thing for us. You know, there are some good deeds that we will do in our lives that will outlive our lifespan, and it will continue to bless us in our graves. It will continue to bless us on the day of judgment, and we will not even know where we're getting this reward from. But it was because of something we did that was not munqati. It was, you know, غير ممنون. It kept on going. It kept on blessing us. So Allah make us among those I mean, who can leave those deeds over here in our in our lifetime and we can harvest the you know we can harvest from that in akhirah so allah says wa inna ajan ghayr mamnun wa inna laka ala khuluqin azim then allah says and verily you are upon khuluq azim what does usually what does khuluq azim mean what does the word azim actually mean now azim it doesn't usually come for like azma azma means something that's great and impressive and azma also means something that's stable and firm that's why the bone is called azm. Mm. It's stable, right? It's firm. So a person who has khuluq azim is a person who is, you know, he has akhlaq that are very impressive, but at the same time, he's very firm. It doesn't really matter what this person's put through. He doesn't change. You know, they say this person changed. Right? Right? Like, like he was, after so long now, he's like, okay, finally we broke him. Azim is a person whose character and resolve cannot be broken. Ali bin Abi Talib was asked, what we know what khuluq al-hasan means. It means good character. What does khuluq al-azim mean? Mm. And he said, he said, interesting thing. He said, it is it is to inculcate all the adab, all the adab that are mentioned in the Quran, it is to have them in your life. Be an embodiment of all the adab, etiquettes that, that are mentioned in the Quran. So meaning when all the beautiful traits that Allah says, these are beautiful traits and etiquettes of a, a believer. He or she does this, he or she does this, he or she doesn't do this. When you have this, this is called khuluq azim. And the Prophet had khuluq azim, as we know, through his demonstrated through his life, when these things came, you know, surfaced about him. What does Anas bin Malik want to say about the Prophet's akhlaq? Oh, ma masistudi bajan. He says, khalim to Rasulullah ashra sinin. I, 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 um, I served the Prophet for 10 years. This is the servant who served of this. I served him for 10 years. And imagine a 10-year-old working in your house. He's going to make mistakes. He's going he's to run around, drop something. He dropped so many things. And the women would criticize him. Like, like the Prophet said, leave it, leave it. Don't, don't. No. He said, 
never criticize me. Such a beautiful, a beautiful personality. And you know, and he taught that to his sahaba. He says, I never touched any hands, I never touched any cloth, any silk softer than the palms of the Prophet. I did not smell any fragrance more beautiful than the fragrance of Muhammad. So sallallahu alayhi wa He was ala. Muftadab, can you talk about ala a little bit? Ala. Ala means to be upon something, right? This tewa discussion. Yeah, it's it's not when you when you when you when you're upon something like when you have control over something, you say rakib to al farasi, right? So you control the horse. You controlled it. Now it's called ala. Like you have to the the akhlaq etiquettes are such a thing. Like for example, I'm I'm enjoying this. I'm enjoying you so much. I'm enjoying my chai. This is like this is this is my dream life. Listening to you talk about what inna ala and have some nice dude patte, dude patte. You're, you're using, you're drinking dude patte. You know, you know, this time at night, you know, my, my brain is kind of torn a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> so we don't want to take, we don't want to, we don't make sure that we don't, you know, uh, our 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 explanation doesn't go beyond someone. So we're gonna just keep it simple. It's like when you're upon something, uh, that means that, that Allah is saying that. That, that that you have mastered those qualities, you have mastered those traits. So with akhlaq and etiquettes, there's 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 a learning curve, right? So for example, tolerance. You can read books about tolerance, but really you have to be put in a situation where you have to be tolerant in order for you to master that, right? So you can read about horse riding, but you're not going to be able to actually master horse riding until you ride a horse. And then once you ride the horse and you know how to control the horse, that's when you say Rakibtu al farasi ala. That that word comes. So that's what akhlaq is all about. I know I know one institution that can really help. You have Miftah Institute, MII Institute, all these institutions that you operate. But there's one institution that can help modify or actually destroy someone's character. You know what that is? I, I, wanna, I don't want to guess. Go ahead. Shadi, marriage. <laughs> you know, that's where a person's true character comes out. You know, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. you know, the best amongst you in character is the one who shows character to his wife, to their spouse, how they talk, how they speak. You know, so I want you to talk about character a little bit. I want to ask you a question, Mufti Sab. I know go you ahead. want to go tafsir. What is no, your so, favorite? So, so, so that's the thing, like. The word khuluk comes from khalaq. You're mm. dealing with khalaq makes your khuluk. Mm. You're dealing with khalaq, the makhluk, with the creation around you, not just human beings. You're dealing with the khalaq makes up your khuluk, right? Mm. So today, and what's interesting about this, Bajan, is the 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 Quran hasn't been the Quran hasn't even been revealed to the Prophet. Yet. This is early on in his prophethood, and Allah mm. Himself is praising the Prophet, right? Wow. It really so, has good character. Meaning he the he was he, he was worthy of receiving wow. this, these words, and it was an embodiment of and he's so like if you look at it and say okay I, I never looked at it that way I never you're right that's no, just so early no it's early on and he's praising his character so what's missing today is not the words it's not you know it's not policies it's not the knowledge it's not uh, you know financial stability it's not you know manpower what really is missing today is people of khuluq you know that have the moral ethics of islam and deen and if we ha- and if we had that you know then you could 
you know, then then you are you are, are worthy of receiving the book of Allah. And now through your character, people don't change through words, they change through character, Bajan. We've seen that throughout our entire life. So Allah is praising the Prophet's character before anything even started. And that's why he had such an impact on the, those around him was because they interacted with him as a human being, right? Mm. That's So that's why it's you're dealing with khalaq, the makhluk, it makes up your khalaq. And that's why Allah is saying, in وَإِنَّكَ لَعَلَىٰ خُلُقٍ عَظِيمٍ You know, Allah Prophet is saying, oh Mu'adh, uh, you know, make sure you perfect your dealing with people when mm. he's leaving. This is the last advice he's given, one of the last advice he's given to Mu'ad bin Jabal. So there's a lot of ahadith about akhlaq and developing your character, but we just want to just take you behind and just let, you know, inform I, 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 Yeah, I, I, I would like the audience to chip in. Muftiza, what is your best story on the Prophet's display of character? Do you have anything in mind? I mean, or I incident, do. Or in a, an incident or like... Or maybe a personality that you enjoyed the most. Okay, listen. Honestly, we don't have much time, but I believe the the, the story that caught my eye early on in my life, and I mentioned it over and over again because it it really it. I mean, death is something that like I have a very soft heart, and when I find out that someone's loved one passed away, it hurts me in a much different way than it hurts others. Like I am a have a very soft spot for you're this. Soft. You're soft. You're I'm, soft. I'm, I'm for this aspect, you know. And imagine here, the Prophet is in in, in Medina, and his daughter. Is in Mecca, Zainab, mm. and and now she, after the Prophet migrates to Medina, he's writing letters to his daughter who stays in Mecca because you're talking, you know, you're the one in Sirah because her husband was not Muslim at that time. Abu As bin and so he writes letters. And after Badr, he says, "Could you please?" You know, we heard about the necklace of Khadija, and he sees it and he starts crying. That's what Zainab gave as a ransom for her husband. And when he sees it, can you please return it? You know, this is what, what my wife Khadija gave to my daughter upon her marriage. Now, long story short, now Zainab Wanaha is coming uh, on a journey to Medina doing hijrah. And the pro imagine the Prophet's joy and happiness and, you know, an excitement to meet his daughter after all these years. He missed her because she reminded him the most of Khadija. And we know how much he loved Khadija. Sadiq, Sadiq was Akbar and Khadija was Kubra, right? I mean, among the males, it was Akbar was Sadiq, and among the females, it was Kubra. Khalas, we know that. So here we have, you know, Zainab coming, and all of a sudden, the people of Mecca, they put a ransom on the head of Zainab and said, whoever's gonna, you know, whoever can kill her and bring her back, we're gonna give this and this and that. And Hibad ibn Aswad goes and he attempts to assassinate. Uh, my voice is echoing a bit. Can you hear that? I can hear you perfectly, Muftisam. He goes and he goes and uh, he goes and he shoots an arrow or a spear at the camel of Zainalanaha and she falls off and she gets injured and she actually has a miscarriage. She was pregnant at that time. Now, of course, we know that in Sira in Sira we find out that she actually when the Prophet met her, the Prophet saw her in a state of you know, she was already injured, mm -hmm. right? And 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 imagine the the just the grief, man, the grief. I mean, you you were expecting to see your daughter come in with this beautiful reception, you know, like he's in, she's coming and I'm going to finally meet her. And now he sees, her, he sees her that she's bedridden. She can't even move. She had a miscarriage. Okay. And now he sees her in that situation. And now, you know, of course we find, we know that she passed away, you know, that injury, she never really recovered from that injury. So she passed away because of that injury in the wound and the prophet buries her. And many years later, a person walks into the masjid who was veiled and he asked, who are you? And he was Hibar ibn Aswat. And how the Prophet dealt with him and he forgave him. And he put his hand in his hand and he made him accept Islam. I mean, that to me just resonated so in my heart for the rest of my life. Like, you know, how can a man just like 
just for the sake of deen, for the sake of Allah, for the sake for him being a human can forget about these things. For it happened. But you know, you're you're being rescued from the fire of Jahannam is far more important than to me than my emotions. So that's some of the you know one of the stories that resonated with me first in my life. You know, um it's it's under the most common tafsir will have the discussion where Aisha radiallahu anha is asked Su'ila and Aisha radiallahu anha كَيْفَ كَانَ خُلُقُ النَّبِي صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وسلم. Right? يَا أُمِّ يَا أُمِّ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ The people would ask يَا أُمِّ الْمُؤْمِنِينَ كَيْفَ كَانَ خُلُقُ رَسُولَ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وسلم. And Aisha radiallahu anha would sometimes read uh, she would say uh, أَمَا قَرَأْتَ have you not read Surah Mu'minun? You know, all the way to verse number 10. That would be the Prophet's character. And sometimes he would say, The, the character of the Prophet was the Quran. Like, it was the Quran. I mean, as whatever made Allah happy, made the Prophet happy. And whatever Allah wanted the Prophet to be good at, he was perfect at. You know, Aisha says, Nobody had better character than the Prophet. And then she says, Why? This is huge. You know, giving attention to people. Today, we have such poor character with our own family that when we're talking to them, you talk about this Mufti all the time. We don't look at them, we ignore them. We're looking at our phones. Spouses talking to a spouse, children talking to the parents, friends are talking to friends on their phones, ignoring them, you know, just passive listening. Never did the Prophet ever be called Ya Rasulullah, Ya Nabi Allah from his friends, from his companions, you know, or uh, or his family. But he always said, Labaik, I'm here for you. I'm here for you. I'm here for you. You know, you brought up this um, story of uh, uh, Badr and, you know, the necklace. I'm going to share one part, Mufti Sab. You know, it was one of the, it was, I, I you know why I'm sharing it? Because I just, in my Miftah class, I'm doing families around the Prophet in my Miftah class. So I, what I do is I talk about Abbas, his entire family, Abdullah bin Jahaj, his entire family. I'll talk about Zubair and and and, and his, and Zainab, and then husband, wife, and their children. So I'm doing, I'm not doing one class. Yeah, I'm doing like families around the Prophet. Like how there were other members that we always talk about Abu Bakr, but there are other members that were also influencing the Prophet. Some families around the Prophet. And books have been written about individuals around the Prophet, but I'm doing it from a family perspective. So in that, I did um, I did Abbas. And uh, in the Abbas story, Mufti Sahib, Abbas was captured. And there's so many stories. Because you brought up Badr, I'm going to share this with you. I had nothing in mind to, to particularly talk about. But Mufti Sahib, imagine the Prophet's uncle, we talked about Abbas earlier, gets caught. Right? He's a prisoner. And... Uh, He's in. He's in. He's he's tied up in the in the camp of the prisoners. And one Sahabi says, "Ya Rasulullah, I, I see you. You look restless. Why don't you rest?" He said, "Inni asma'u anina, Abba, anina Abbas. I can hear the mourning of my uncle Abbas. He's he's tied up. I can't I can't sleep. My uncle is sleep. My uncle is in pain. So the Sahabi. This is written in Rahmatul Alamin and so many versions, so many books. The Sahabi secretly gets up." You know, and he leaves and he comes back. See, Ya Rasulullah, you know, uh, I, I loosened his rope. And I would, you know, you would say, Thank you very much. You know, the Prophet says, You know, you need to loosen the rope of all the prisoners that just fought against me. Like fairness to the finest. 
he he could have said that's my uncle and that's we treat him we treat we treat our relatives different but the prophet ﷺ would not even treat his enemies except if they were treated equally that's how good the, and when i saw this in a heated moment at nighttime the prophet couldn't sleep but he made sure everyone was treated the same that was the prophet ﷺ. everything about him was beautiful kids loved him people loved him he always smiling you know and you know, like we can go all, all. You know, we talk about his character, but today, like you said, one of the things that we're missing in our society is character. Sinman qatak. Those relatives that don't want to talk to you, you gotta talk to them. That khala, that relative, those in-laws, those friends, those cousins, their brothers, you know, sisters arguing, fighting, family members, people. Years go by. We have all these these open wounds that never get healed. You know, someone, healed. someone said something to us or our mother-in-law or our sister-in-law or some cousin. And it just never like, and really that's, but then I don't know how to express this, right? I don't, look, we can get away with a little ibadah, honestly. Yep. We can get away with it. We can honestly, so this is, I'm, I'm, through, through, I'm not going to mention mutun over here. Like, athqalu. Just say that. Yeah, the heaviest of deeds in the day of judgment on their scales will be the good character. So you can get away with less. If there's something between you and Allah that, that you did wrong, there's Allah is forgiving. He's in a afwan saf is his qualities, you know, just letting you go, ignoring. This is that's what he that's Allah's that's Allah's qualities. But when it comes to hurting somebody else, Allah says, that it's possible that you didn't even mean to do it, but you'll get you get you get punished for it. Because mm -hmm. when it comes to hurting someone's feelings, you know, or I you know, people say, like, I didn't mean to hurt her feelings though. That doesn't matter. You said it. You should have been more careful. You see what I'm saying? And that's why the uh, you know, that's why for us it's an important thing to just you know, ignore what happened. Here's the Prophet's akhlaq. That was the reason for it. You know, if we want to be successful in our mission. In our life, we have a short life to live, mm. and you, and you know that last last week I mentioned this. I, I mentioned it over here. It's like what happens is you know I read this somewhere recently that you're loved the day you're born, mm -hmm. and your love is shown to you after you die. Correct. And in the middle of your life, you just gotta manage. Like, come on, like why does that have to happen? Why, why, well, you know, sometimes like but why is, so, why is, why do people show bad character? What's going on? Why why are people mean to each other? There's a lot of reasons for that, but one is to be if they know the more they know about the Prophet's character, his his life, his journey, the Quran is so powerful that I think I also I honestly think one of the key reasons is that we, we are distant from the Quran and the seerah of the Prophet. The more we listen and hear about this, the better we can become, and that's why we have these series. So we learn this stuff. You know, Allah Iqbal he says something interesting about this. He says, in 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 I haven't, Iqbal, heard, I haven't heard Iqbal from you all day today. Come on, come on. I mean, I mean just knock, came to knock, my head. Knock my head off. No, so Iqbal and Shikwa, he talks, he, you know, he has this, you know, this complaint that he gives to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, talking about his forefathers and very lengthy poem and beautiful poem. I mentioned uh, verses from Shikwa before. But in Jawab Shikwa, Allah re replies and he, in, 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 in the words of Iqbal. And, he, and there's a few lines that, you know, are relevant to this, but I'll just mention a few extra ones too. He says, Kon hai tare ke aine rasool mukhtar Muslihatwakihakiski 
to gharib you know it's 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 really a very very uh in uh, the way al iqbal puts it it's just beautiful i had to say the last few lines but basically he says look the, what happened to you is you want the results that and the results in the help of allah that was with the sahaba you want that that's what you're demanding that's what you want and for that you're doing everything but what you have done is you have left the path and the akhlaq and the methodologies of the prophet and the sahaba and now kiski now you're taking the route of others like okay tit for tat okay you did this for me i'll do this for you no mm. That's not how it works. That's not how the Prophet was. Nope. You scratch my back, I scratch your back. That's not how it works. That's the that's not the culture and the moral ethic of the Sahaba. They would give their lives to give a sip of water to somebody else. It's like you, I mean, you want the results and the help of Allah, but you have nothing of the akhlaq of the Prophet. Then he says, If there's the people that are going in the masajid and praying in sufuf and you know praying five times a day and doing the work of deen and calling people towards Allah, to gharib, it's the one that you don't consider significant. Oh. Is it the one who's put, you know taking zahmat gawara, the one who's suffering and going through the hardships and going house to house, masjid masjid or fasting? Usually that's to gharib. It's the one that you don't think is significant. Oh. The one who's saying our name and calling us and crying at night, it's the one that you don't, it's not, he's not, or she's not significant in your eyes. It's that poor person. It's the one you don't have any consideration for. Allah is saying, if there's someone who's hiding your sins and is a, is a veil between my punishment coming to you, it's that gharib that's doing that oh. to you. Oh. بدأ الإسلام غريبا فسيعود غريبا فطوبى للغرباء. exactly. Was doing something. Allah Subhanahu wa Taala have to tell, had kind of told the Prophet slow down or take it easy. Don't overwhelm yourself. For example, when it comes to the you know propagating the message of Allah Subhanahu wa Taala, the da'wah, Allah says to the Prophet, you know, balagh. Your job is to convey the message. You know, that's all your job. You're not. You know. Uh, you know? Relax. Yeah. Uh, so it's basically Allah SWT comforting the Prophet. But when it comes to even praying to Hajjud, we talked about this. Some scholars said that he was praying so much that Allah said, said pray little. It wasn't the opposite, where he was praying nothing and Allah is saying, pray now. Right, Mufti Sab? Yeah. Like he was praying a lot. Allah said, okay, this you can also pray little. Allah says, Taha, ma anzalna alaykal Quran tashqa. Oh, Muhammad sallam even he read so much Quran, we didn't do this to overwhelm you. You write Mufti Sahib? So when it came to his personal ibadah, his personal mission, and his personal conviction, Allah SWT told the Prophet you know, they're, 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 you could do it to a certain limit. Even with his generosity, this is a verse that always gets me. The Prophet was so generous that Allah had to tell the Prophet Sallam, you know, imagine, imagine, Allah said, you know, you don't spend 
where you're wasting or, or don't be greedy where you're you're kind of you're selfish but don't spend it in a way that you are you are harming yourself yeah. you're jeopardizing you're going you don't have enough clothes to come out to pray with the sahaba so allah said take it easy on the infaq you know if he was very generous but when it comes to character tells me that this is a shabash from allah you know like keep on going you know, like this is this is like amazing this don't stop that there's one thing we will never tell you to slow down on That's one thing we will never tell you to you know you can do it sometimes there's a compromise one thing you could never compromise on is good character and i want to conclude with people good character is to smile is to forgive those who do wrong to you to ignore those who slander you and backbite about you forgive them those who have done wrong to you forgive them you should call them just pick up the phone and say you know i did wrong i'm sorry go ahead those who are treating you wrong treat them good who cares who cares if they, they ever appreciate you just do it because you're from the followers of the prophet and husband and wife good character and character 90 percent of character is what mufti sahab your tongue the tongue your tongue your speech your speech just remember if you have nothing good to say shutting your mouth shut it you have nothing good to say just stay quiet yeah. and that's why is that so hard it's just you know we have to learn to do that because you know why that is character don't allow a person with less character or no character to steal away your character. You know? And this is why the best people are those who speak less. It's better to speak less. Sometimes when I'm trying to um, um, apply best character in my house, I start speaking less. Right? And my wife gets skeptical. Why are you talking less? Are you angry? <laughs> you know, what's wrong? You know, are you, what's, what's, what, what are you, are you planning something? I was like, no, just, you know, speaking less, you know, text less, reply back less if you don't have nothing good to say. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the ability to stay in the moral of the Prophet's character and embody that. Muftizab, thank you so much, man. I wish we had more time, but we have other places to go, meetings to talk about. Thank you so much, everyone. And inshallah, next Wednesday, behind the scenes, we will um, we will be together. And and then on Thursday, Muftizab has family matters. Friday, we have a special program this Friday. Friday Night Live at 9.30. We have a special program for Dil Hijjah. Mufti Saab knows what's going on. It's a secret. I, it's a secret. We're not going to tell you the topic. You're going to see the flyer come out on our social media post in the next 48 hours. And uh, it's going to be the first 10 days of Dil Hijjah, which is every single night at 9.30, Mufti Saab, myself, and we have our great dear Sheikh Masmari. He'll be joining us also. It's going to be special. And it's please be special. join us. It's going to be very special. We have, two, we have two series coming on Dil Hijjah. One is... Uh, a series that I think we already put the uh, flyer out for us. A great one of our scholars, our TR of Miftah, we're gonna uh, put his name out later. He's gonna be going behind the scenes of the history of the Kaaba and the virtues of the Kaaba. Mm. Beautiful, like it'll, you know, you're here that this year we're not going for Hajj, so like imagine we can, you know, every single day for 10 minutes, 10 minutes every day will come out in the first 10 days of the Hijjah. You can get a whole behind the scenes of the Kaaba, the history, the virtues of it. So now, next time you go, you can actually. 
uh, relish it more, and you can you can value this these moments more. And that's True. one in the morning, and it's gonna come out every single day. And in the evening at nine thirty, Sheikh Abdullah, myself, and Sheikh Masmani, we're gonna have a, a, a special program for the Hijjah for the ten days of the Hijjah. Inshallah, you'll know the details later. Just stay tuned. Yeah, and everyone friend. that's listening, please share our content. Please like and follow our social media platforms, and keep us in your prayers. Please don't forget to uh, share and make dua for us. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuh. Good night, everyone.